When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Boy, gang, it has been a couple of weeks. We got to bring here. Whoo! So you might notice this sounds a little different. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yes, first of all, we're sorry that we missed last week. We uh, went and saw the Rolling Stones in concert and start uh, us up. Start us up, indeed. We can't get no satisfaction, (laughs) but we can get is a nasty case of COVID. So yeah, I was, I was going to leave, I was going to get to that, but uh, yeah, so we went to the stones uh, in a large indoor arena, who knows? So somebody got COVID that somebody is me. Ryan also went to a heavy metal show on Tuesday of last week and a hockey game on Wednesday. Apparently you can't do three big social events in a week and expect to not get COVID. Uh, So there's a, there's a lot to explain here. So we are zooming. Because Anna and I are not, I am isolating, so we are not together, um, so that uh, she does not get COVID. Um, To explain, because I know we're going to get a bunch, now we're going to get a bunch of emails. I am fully vaccinated, to be clear. I did not get boosted. I should have gotten boosted. I know I should have gotten boosted. I should have been more careful. I understand that. At the metal show, they actually gave everybody COVID because that's super metal to do. Um, it's just super fucking metal. It's like that show last week. Did you see this where that one of our fans tweeted at us about it? Um, that metal singer who peed on that guy's face on stage. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little golden shower, little golden shower. Yeah. He consented to it, but, uh, did not go well over Twitter. Apparently I think you had to be there when we were talking about whether or not we should try to isolate me. I said that I kind of just wanted to have you cough on me so that I could get it over with. But I guess also peeing on me would be an option. You know, it's I believe it's sterile. I believe that, too. Yeah. So I don't think you can uh, I don't think you can get it that way. So that guy's well, safe from COVID. Oh well, I actually was the only person at that metal show that didn't get COVID. Um, so I, I have COVID right now. Um, so this will be an interesting episode because I got a little bit of that COVID brain fog. So who knows what I'm going to say. Um, Let's be fair, though. You always have COVID brain fog. Well, I always have brain fog. This is COVID-related brain fog. So it might be a little different. Um, and also, we are not... <laughs> I feel fine. I felt kind of shitty for a couple days. You got an infusion. I did. I got the antibodies infusion yesterday. It's pretty great. If you have 10 out COVID. of 10 recommend. Yeah. If you have COVID, you ought to do it. We're not saying COVID isn't serious, by the way. Try not to get it. Uh, I don't want this to be on like Tucker Carlson next week. He's like podcaster had COVID and he's fine. It's I fake. can't wait to go on Tucker Carlson. Honestly, we would get so many downloads. <laughs> yeah. do think, I just don't know if I could see that guy in person and not punch his face. It's like, oh a, boy. You know how Chris S has a punchable face too. We'll get to that. He does. Like, I actually think that's a huge part of his problem. He made a giant mistake, but he is also just charmless when he kept uh, exhaling and mouthing wow yes. i was yeah, like well, oh my god i hate that guy was someone else was like you got something to say chris you're smacking your lips a whole yes bunch. yeah <laughs> um also i want you know i always get some heat 
for maybe not taking the most careful notes during this show, even though I often take eight or nine pages worth. But I did watch this in a COVID and NyQuil-induced uh, haze. Super. So if I'm slightly inaccurate on some of the details, that's why. And also there might be some awkward interruptions because we are on Zoom. Right, right. Yeah, we it's not going to be the seamless back and forth that we usually have. <laughs> that y'all have come to expect from us. I was going to say that we can count on a uh, rehashing of the notes or a correction if you mess up from one of our shout outs who is robin number three There's now we've got three robins, robins working for it i feel like it's like each charlie's one. angels <laughs> each one uh doing fact checking all right so each who is more this beautiful than the last <laughs> this is uh robin cohen okay uh, she says uh She's from Boston. She refers to herself as Robin number three and then ended her Instagram message, F Miki. Oh, yeah. Great. I like her already. Robin, you're hired. Also, she's from Boston. Are you a rat? Robin, did you park your car on the yacht at Harvard? (laughs) Also, I just realized something else. This is more for you and me. This Zoom does not have timestamps, so we're probably not going to be able to shove any clips in, actually. That's all right. We'll be back next week with a Thanksgiving show, which, frankly, we were going to have to skip to go to the beach, and now we can do it. You know what, guys? Me getting COVID is one of the best things that happened to your Thanksgiving week. It really (laughs) sucks for us and our family. We're going to have a special Thanksgiving variety hour. (laughs) (laughs) You know what everyone else is thankful for? Me getting COVID. (laughs) That's what our fans are thankful for. We could record it while we're eating Thanksgiving dinner because I know how much you already like the various bodily noises that I make during this program. Yeah, just a bunch of green bean casserole and jokes. Yeah, chewing. Yeah. Oh, disgusting for the list. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd be eating tons of turkey. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I've got a couple of quick shout outs too. And then let's get into the meat of this thing. Because boy, this is the latest I've stayed up in in several weeks. And I just said we'd get to the meat. You know, offer a little bit of a caveat. Ryan does have COVID. So we are probably going to try to cut through it pretty quickly. I don't have my usual stamina, gang. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So some quick shout outs. We got a very nice email from our listener, Colin Bridges' husband, um, who gave us a lot of thoughts. On my list. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, And I'm sorry. He will be even more after this. So, um, Colin, this was a very thoughtful email. I'm sorry I haven't responded yet. I'm really dropping the ball on handling the email account. Um, He gave us a lot of information. Most importantly, though, for our purposes, Colin is a Navy boy. So he had a lot to say about the uh, Top Gun date. That is not a bomber jacket that the pizza guy, whose name I already have fucking forgotten, or maybe that's COVID. Pete? Pete. Pizza Pizza Pete. Pete. That seemed too obvious. Pizza Pete. Um, What's the Pizza Pete? Uh, That was not a bomber jacket that Pizza Pete threw in the pool. It was a Nomex jacket. Um, which Colin has one, um, cool. and you can just uh, dry it out. You can hang it up and dry it out. So oh. it was not ruined. They implied that it was like a leather jacket that was destroyed. Yeah. You could put it in the dryer. Well, s- speaking of Colin and the uh, fighter jet date, mm-hmm. we also got a message from Bridge about that. Oh. Look she at said, this back and forth. Between I know, the two I love it. Yeah, she we said, should start writing love letters to them. Like each of us is pinning the letters. Let's them. break them up. Like that Seinfeld <laughs> episode. No, they're too, too, they're too great. I know that you like Colin, but he's with Bridge. Um, Bridget said that my pilot call name could be Sour Patch because I start out sour and end up sweet. That's your name or her name? That's my name. Oh, I like it. Okay, so this goes back to uh, Colin's message, which he said, call signs are usually, they are not meant to make you sound cool. They are usually making fun of you and they are typically assigned based on one of three things. Something stupid you did, something weird about your body or something weird about your normal name. I feel like we kind of got that because they insisted on calling uh, that one guy Lil Willie. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Doughboy. 
which uh, someone interpreted as cool, but I'm pretty sure that they were um, pretty sure that's uncool. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation, it was uncool. Yeah. So thank you for the, the emails, Colin and bridge Roll power couple Roll bachelor listening power couple. Uh, Bachelor Masters tweeted and said he was sad that we didn't live tweet along with some other uh, Twitter accounts he follows, but I don't care about them. Uh, Sorry, I was asleep by the time this aired because I was very tired and sick. Um, So we did not get to live tweet this bad boy. Next week. We'll be back next week. Uh, Lisa has ideas. Uh, said that she was worried about us when we missed our last episode because Aww. we are her closest parasocial friends. We feel the same way, Lisa has. We ideas. did get a lot of a lot of really nice comments on our Rolling Stones picture about how much people people were happy for us that we were at a cool concert, but sad for themselves to be missing the podcast. People were excited that we were at that cool super spreader event. God, what if I <laughs> yeah. killed Keith Richards? Yeah, he, uh, he already looked pretty, pretty feeble. Keith Richards probably gave you COVID. Yeah, that's true. COVID can't take him down. He, he, he looked pretty feeble, but he will still outlive us all. Uh, La Mare also updated her review to say that she missed us. And uh, yeah, it's nice to be missed, gang. You know, honestly, we're just doing it passive aggressively, skipping some episodes sometimes because uh, we just want to feel missed. It's true. All right. Oh, give me a, let's see. Boy, I think our listenership is down. Oh, okay. Give me a number between seven and 800. Oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. 752. Okay. Uh, the perfect choice because that is Medina, Illinois. The perfect shout out. Thanks All right. One listener. Medina. I was actually hoping it would be something Minnesota. In fact, you know what? Let's, let's get somebody from Minnesota. It was such a Minnesota date. It was such a Minnesota date. Oh, here's a fun one. Wyoming, Minnesota. You got two states in your city and state name, guys. Make it. It's crazy. (laughs) I can't figure it out. Are you sure it's not Minnesota, Wyoming? That's their sister city. All right. So we're heading. Speaking of Minnesota, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of Minnesota, the date or the episode, rather, COVID fog opens up with them on the airplane and somebody, I don't remember who was like asking every single person where they were going. And then they'd shout Minnesota. And then they'd ask the next person where they were going. They'd be like Minneapolis. Like it was like, yeah, we, we know gang. We know. Uh, I'll give Michelle credit. She said that Minneapolis is the perfect place. And I thought she was going to say to fall in love, but instead she said for the guys to be able to see who she really is, which does feel accurate. Um, There are 11 guys left, which is shocking to me. Like how did this happen? Right. No, I mean, we started with 30. I bet I couldn't name 10 of the guys who have already left. And now we're down to 11. Yeah, there's a lot of uggos that she just had to cut. I mean, you, I, you you commented on that at the beginning. It seems like the group, like it does seem to me like on the most part, she's kept like the top 30% of her men. I told you she would. She says it's a yeah. great group of guys, quote, some of the best people I've ever met, which seems like an exaggeration. It seems like, especially I imagine she's met some pretty good people in her life. Um, I will say, so Minnesota may not, or Minneapolis may not be the best place or the perfect place to fall in love. It is the perfect place to fly into if you're in college and you plan on breaking up with your college girlfriend at her house while you're staying with her family. And then you're going to stay there for three more days. On at the beginning of the trip. And then you get to go to a spam festival with your girlfriend that you broke up with. Your ex-girlfriend technically. Yeah. And all of her family. Before. No, it was just her and I, the family didn't go to spam. fest. Why did y'all still go? I think she was very insistent on like, this is what we said we were going to do. And also like going to eat the spam. I did. I ate sweet and sour spam. At the spam. It's tasty. Yeah, it actually was pretty good. It's the one and only time I believe I've had spam in my life. And, you know, there was the bitter taste of heartbreak in it, but. Well, for her, not so for much. Her, for her, yeah. Eat it. Associate this flavor with uh, sadness <laughs> forever, which most people do with spam anyways. All right. So the guys yeah. do the quintessential Michelle yes. when they get to Minneapolis. I have that. It's not even clear that she is within hearing distance. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. Sometimes you got to just like, you got to rap about Jojo when you're on the bus. Yeah. Jojo. Yeah. Um, So Michelle goes and sees her parents and says one of the most millennial things I've ever heard anybody say, which is, I wish you could come on a date with me. (laughs) I feel that way sometimes. (laughs) What you I wish, would invite uh, my Ginger mom on a date. Would me. come on the date. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I think that's, yeah, for, yeah, that's basically our dates. That's true. Yeah, we actually have been out to a lot of nice dinners with them that have been great. Um, she immediately announces that she is going on a one-on-one with one of the guys, and it's Joe. Yeah, big surprise that Joe gets the Minneapolis date. Yeah, uh, she's super excited. She says that, uh, you know, she likes him a lot. She especially chose this date for him. It's her hometown. They're going to shoot some hoops outside yeah, of the school. going to go see the old high school. Yeah, I feel like this, uh, other than the sports-related things, it's pretty much what I did with you when I brought you home just like here's my high school and you're like oh great thanks but i think we just drove by it because i didn't have any trophies in there here's the sub shop that i worked at yeah that's what you want to see order a number five with barbecue sauce um yeah so and the guys are like kind of butthurt that joe got the minneapolis date and there was way too many talking heads of the guys complaining about it to the point where like I get it. Like, I feel like one of the one of the few big weaknesses of this season is a lot more even than usual. Redundancy. The guys saying the obvious. Yeah. Like, like no, the and when they're talking about the cocktail party, they're like, if you don't have a rose tonight, you should be nervous. And it's like, yeah, we know, dude. Like, everybody knows that. Like. That's the show. Yeah, right. That is that is the exact premise of the show. You could be cut if you don't have a rose. Indeed. Um, yeah, so um, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Olu says, I hope he doesn't come back. Like, yeah, right. Olu, you know, he's coming back. Yeah, you know Joe's if, pretty great. And um, also, if you can't survive the hometown date, the hometown Minneapolis date, you don't deserve to come back. Like, this is a huge advantage for Joe. All right. So they go to the baseball stadium. What is it? The Minnesota Twins in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities? She yeah. Throws a pitch, just throws a strike. Yep, they kiss. Joe gets a kiss. It's on the kiss cam. It is. Um, they go to her high school. She shows them her locker and her basketball mm-hmm. pictures. Um, they play some basketball, of course. Um, she says that Joe would have been her crush in high school. No, I um, I have the same thing in my notes because she says, Mr. Basketball, Miss Basketball. It just goes together. Now, Michelle, we already established that Michelle, you, you were not Miss Basketball. You were <laughs> second place. Who was second place, Mr. Basketball? I, I think need, we need to find him. I need Robin, either number one, two, or three, to do some research and find out who the actual Miss Basketball was the year <laughs> that Michelle was the runner up. And we're going to reach out to her and be like, listen, this bachelorette <laughs> is claiming to be Miss Basketball 1997. <laughs> So, Actually, I guess it wouldn't be 1997. Michelle probably wasn't born in 1997. It would be like 2008. In fact, she told us. I think it was like 2006 or something. Yeah, we need to get Joe with the actual Miss Basketball. Maybe those two would really hit it off. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michelle tells Joe that she he reminds her of her dad and brother, which is what every romantic interest wants to hear. You remind me of my brother. My dad. You're like a brother to me. <laughs> The dad thing I kind of sort of get because he's like, well, you kind of model your romantic archetypes off your dad sometimes. So like your brother. Even like, so, no I'm dude. like, oh, it's not a good move. No, it's not. It's not a good look. And she explains it. She's like, they're really reserved. Yeah. People, and so is Joe. So she kind of like, saves it. It lets me still. and my mom like run our mouths a little more. Right, right, um, right. Yep. She also says that it feels like they're on the same team and that no, uh, Joe is working to let his walls down he is working to let his walls down meanwhile back at the old where are they staying some sort of hotel yeah Yeah. the uh date car (laughs) where are they staying some kind of hotel is that it (laughs) like a motel (laughs) six (laughs) yeah they're at a hotel (laughs) oh god (laughs) i have to cut this out the rona the old rona's got me i know yeah boy 
that cough. It's no joke. Um, okay. The guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're okay. okay. You I'm ready. Yeah. The guys are talking about how much progress you can make on a one-on-one date versus a group date. Uh, file that as well under no shit. Yeah, no, a lot of no shit moments, which makes me think that there was just a lot less content for them to work with. And this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but honestly, I know this is the first time that we've like actually had a cocktail party in a long time. And I was kind of like, oh, this is why they actually probably don't want that many cocktail parties because they're not It's that boring. Exciting. I thought it's for boring. sure they were going to cut it. I thought Michelle was going to be like, I know what I want to do. I'm going to uh-huh. cut this one guy that nobody knows who he is still. Right. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. And I had the same reaction. I was like, all right, like we can cut them from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Because you get to see Rodney stick his foot in his mouth, which is interesting. And we'll get to that. But other than that, like I don't even remember anything else that happens. So on the group date, uh, it is Casey, Rodney, Martin, Leroy, Rick, Clayton, Olu, Brandon, and it's got to be either Chris or Nate, and it is Chris, which means that Nate gets the other one-on-one, and Chris is super pissed. Um, He says... I went out on a limb for Michelle and told her the honest truth and everything I said fell on deaf ears. Oh man. And this is where Chris just really starts a downward spiral. Oh, he goes off the rails. Yeah. I have in my notes. He looks like he's half awake all the time. Do you get like, he has a sleepy look about it. He to me looks like a combination of like five different, like late nineties, quasi-serious movie like i feel like he's like matt damon i mean i'm talking in like uh crap what's that movie goodwill hunting days Uh matt damon that guy that played rudy sean astin sean astin amelia estevez um i just feel like he's like a conglomeration of all of these like late 90s like well i'm gonna be a serious actor right it's like they took the entire cast of stand by me and just like blended them together made them into one kind of subpar version um, school ties yes yeah they put them all in a blender and this is what came out they're like it's chris s but he's sort of like the Danny DeVito to the Arnold Schwarzenegger of those characters, <laughs> right? He's sort of like the genetic material that was left over after those guys got made. Well, I'll tell you who else he really reminded me of. And we're kind of skipping forward here. But when he gets so pissed and is being so fucking passive aggressive on the group date, he, it reminded me of all the scenes in the office where Michael Scott gets mad about something. And yes. he's just like lashing out passive aggressively yes. at the entire office. Oh, thank God. I was worried that you were going to say it reminded the passive aggressiveness reminded you of me. So oh, I'm, that glad, it was, too. I'm yeah. glad it was Michael Scott instead. I mean, you know, it was Michael Scott and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and me. Yeah. Um, all right. So I also love because the date card says meet me at the stadium. I love how much Michelle like fucks with these guys on the date. Like first, she makes them think that there's going to be some sort of like football related thing as they're like Viking stadium let's go yeah and then she like makes them think that they're going to meet the actual Minnesota Vikings and instead they meet like cosplay Vikings which I don't even know where they found these guys Minneapolis sure that's what they've got out there in Minnesota is a bunch Um, of uh, Vikings also before we skip to the Vikings date do you want me to do a quick rundown of that nighttime date with Joe yeah, I was going to do so as well. Sorry, I'm bouncing around. and I No, know it's okay. I mean, I think we can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. He talks about how he had a lot of anxiety and depression because he hurt his foot and ended up, you know, having to basically quit the sport of basketball because he couldn't play in the way that he wanted to. And he had, he said, I always had such high standards and I didn't feel like I was still there. Um, and they both cry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he talks about, uh, God, the doctor's, like, fucked up, too. Yeah, like, it was surgery. a real doctor death situation. Yeah, God, that, um, yeah, it was, a, I mean, it's a rough story. I'm sympathetic. I feel like they're leaning more and more on, and, of course, people's stories are their stories, so it's not even a critique of Joe. I just feel like it's 
um, gotten into this pattern of like fun day date, super heavy night date. Yeah. Um, which Michelle told him to let his walls down. So there's that, um, you know, he mentioned even like uh, suicidal uh, thoughts and they pu- they've put the number up this they time, did. which they have they not usually done. Warning. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think they are actually listening to Twitter in that regard, you know, not on necessarily casting like a good bachelor for the upcoming season, but on that right. at least. Yeah. And I mean, it took. Of- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say it took three seconds to put that screen up. It took it takes a long time to actually find a quality bachelor. Um, at the end of the date, she says she feels like they've been living side by side without even knowing it. And now they've been brought together. Two souls living side by side. Now two, two hearts. hearts beating in just one time. <laughs> oh, all right. Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Yes. So uh, the Jumbotron, they go to the stadium. The Jumbotron says, Michelle's waiting for you inside. And they all scream again. Did they not assume where else did they think she was going to be? And then they have to scream again because they have to do a war cry. (laughs) A Vikings war cry. I will Uh, say Rick looks unwell. I just like, I'm not even saying it to pick on him. I feel like I'm like a little bit worried for him. Does Rick have COVID? He might have the, maybe that's where I got it. I feel like he might be dead. (laughs) He looks like Rick died 10 years ago. Um, So I have to say. I dated Elise in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I died and dated Elise in my afterlife. (laughs) My near-death experience. Um, I have to say someone who did look well to me, even though, spoiler alert, he gets cut later, is Casey, who I also thought, I know you have thoughts. R.I.P. Casey, and also call me. Now he's available. You can go ahead and slide right on into I've also, I'll say too, I've seen some uh, like cuts on Facebook of Casey being real funny. Oh, there you go. He's the I know you package. hate to hear that, but oh, that just stabs me right in my COVID-infected <laughs> heart. <laughs> um, I will say too, I was impressed with um his like interview segments because not only did he like clearly call out Chris's behavior, but also he said when the Vikings come out, he said these guys look like they're from about 1080, which is almost exactly right. Like uh, date wise, yeah, he seems like smart. I, I feel like some dudes would be like, "These guys look like they're from the 1700s." These guys look like they're from uh, yesteryear, <laughs> or like these guys look like they're from you know 200 BC. Like they would have, you know, no, nailed Chris the time period. Look, he's intelligent. He's funny. Yeah. He's handsome. He's got that salt and pepper in his hair. The mm. total pack. I mean, God, yeah. Chris, please give us. Uh, Give us Casey for Bachelor. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right. So uh, Michelle had told the guys at the sleepover date, the pillow fighting. Is that the one we didn't cover? Correct. Okay. So she got real pissed, Claire style, and was like, are these guys even here for me? Or are they just here to Uh grow out? They were here to grow out. She addresses it very logistically, calmly, but she does say as we talked about, about 500 times, it made her feel like she wasn't being seen. So on this day, the guys are bending over backwards to see her. Yes. And well, m- most of the guys, one guy is bending over backwards to pout and be seen. Although that he does say, I'm going to stand out from the other guys because I'm Chris and they're the other guys. I mean, in a way, he did stand out. In he did stand out. He did not approach her. Yes. Yep. Uh, so they have to go put uh, Viking costumes on. Um, and Chris S. got one that was a horse. And uh, Casey says, Chris S. went from being a horse's ass to having a horse's ass. There you go. There's That's that, that humor. humor that you wanted. He can't um, turn ha- off his funny bone. <laughs> they have to throw a stump, which would definitely throw my back out. Like, I don't even think I would be able to lift it up. I feel like I would rather do the stump throwing than the next thing they have to do, which is eat a bunch of fermented herring and Viking head hash and disgusting shit. And Chris just keeps repeating. I don't think I can do this. And I felt that. Yeah. But again, standing out, really standing out. I mean, he didn't specify how he was going to stand out. He just said that he would do so. Um, Yeah. Brandon's stomach's a little upset after eating the old fish brains. I feel that. 
Ugh. Yeah, I feel like my stomach's a little upset after eating regular food, so I would not uh, weather this well. Uh, we get the night date. She talks to Clayton first. In my notes, I just have, ugh, is this really our bachelor? He just seems like such a <laughs> goober. Well, and just like bored, like he's paint dry. He's watching. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like uh, this guy makes Colton look interesting. Well, I guess that is the question. I mean, that is one of the true moral conundrums of our time. Like, would you rather have like kind of a (laughs) jerk or like, or someone who's just boring? I don't feel like it has to be one or the other. Why no, are we choosing between a jerk and someone that's boring? Oh, no, I'm not saying that you have to. I'm just saying like... If like you, in the context you, of this show, too? This show. I would rather yeah. have a jerk, of course. Right, like someone... But I guess the thing is, I feel morally icky being like, no, show me the jerk. But it's true. I would also rather have... I mean, like we've said, I don't think it has to be a jerk, but God, give us some personality. Like, Michelle has personality. Right. Correct. Yeah, no, and it's really... It doesn't seem like it's that hard to find a human being with personality. He's not also a jerk. I don't know. Freaking Matt. I feel like they struggle with The Bachelor. Yes. I don't know what... It's the end of men. Right. Hannah Rosen told us she warned us this was coming. And here it is. Hannah. Is it Hannah? I believe it is. That's how she says her name on Invisibilia. Well, I say it Hannah. So, okay. Well, well, we can send her a message and let her know. I'm pretty sure that's how she says her name. Yep. The end of men. Um, (laughs) Speaking of the end of men, Chris is there being a real dick. Yeah. Um, Being a real horse's ass. He just says he's real pissed at Michelle that she still gave Nate the one-on-one, even though he gave her really good information. And he basically just kind of like, again, super passive aggressively refuses to go talk to her. And then when she's like, well, I guess that's it. He just keeps mouthing. Wow. Yeah. No dates over folks. Dates over. Like, yeah, no, and later he gets mad, like, you didn't come talk to me. Like, we all know the fucking rules of this show that have been the, like, expectations yep. for 20 years, literally 20 years now, which is you have to go and talk to the lead. They do not have to go talk to you. He says, I'm a fun, goofy guy. I'm playful. You're not going to check in on me at all? Nope. Also, he's fun? I haven't yeah, seen him are do you a fun goof- thing. I mean, goofy. Yeah, I'll give you that. You sure, are right, not in a positive way, but yeah. yes, goofy. No, um, I was one. Like the other thing is, if he knew anything about Michelle, he would know that this is none of this is going to play well. Right, like questioning her decisions, being passive. Well, none of this is right. So I think that one thing is potentially I could see that he saw whoever it was that kind of like ratted out Jamie that he could see like, Oh, okay. If I give Michelle this insider information, she's going to be like thankful to me. Uh, But I mean, he it's completely different, but in his little pea brain, he's like, it worked for that. It'll work for this. These are the same situations, right? Well, that's just it. Yeah. Is, um, this wasn't good information. It was Nate said, I'm sure I'll get a one-on-one eventually. And he's like, he thinks he's got it in the bag. Like he didn't, that's clearly not what he said in any form or fashion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, I mean, his downward spiral continues. We'll really follow this trajectory the entire episode. It's uh, it's interesting to see someone just, someone who was never a favorite to begin with. So there's not that, but like just sort of implode upon themselves. Well, and I just love it. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of Michelle just not being there for the bullshit. You know, I mean, obviously this is getting ahead of ourselves, but when he interrupts the date and tries to like explain what he was doing, she's like, look, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. I got to walk you out. I love that. This is the template for all the future bachelors. It's like, get them out of there. Like, you know what? The red flags are always red flags. Yeah. Like show me one time that the red flags have not right. and I turned like out to be red flags. There's nobody there that has done that, that she hasn't been like, okay, bye. Yeah. See ya. Well, and that's just, it is like, you know what? You've got 11 other guys there. Like, right. why am I keeping this idiot around? Like, that's why I never understand when the bachelorette is like, well, I really got to see 
how things go with this person. It's like, no, you don't go with the people who aren't causing problems. Well, I think too, like to her credit, she seems to be able to differentiate between like actual red flags and bullshit. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, with Joe, she was like at the beginning, a little bit worried about the Instagram thing, but I feel like she gave him a chance. Right. So she's also not doing the thing where she just immediately is, you know, it's, it's not a red wedding situation where she's just, you know, shock and awing all of these guys. I mean, right. she seems very measured in her thinking. Sure. Well, and that's and just she seems Katie, to like trust her instincts. Yeah. Katie overreacted a few times to things that weren't really red. Like, a few times. Like, oh like Thomas, when she, when she was like, your bachelor audition is over. And it's like, I don't think. Yeah, or like accusing Greg of gaslighting her. And Claire often overreacted. And I get like, I mean, it seems like it's an emotionally heightened situation. And I even feel like Michelle was overreacting a little bit last week on that sleepover date. But even in that moment, she seemed willing to like take the time to refocus herself and like. She didn't, she didn't lash out like Claire did. I, I just, I really like her. Yeah, me too. What, what, what uh, of our listeners was it Amory or Sarah? Amory who, thinks who, that you're in love with Michelle, yeah. but guess what? So am I. Call, call us, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, are you, Michelle, are you interested, are you interested in, doing in a that throuple? throuple? <laughs> yeah. It's actually a very open-minded way to approach relationships. I think it's throuple. Did you say throuple? Yeah. Is it throuple? Yeah, oh, that makes more sense. Couple. Sure, couple. Thropple. Again. Cool. Oh, right. That doesn't, yeah. <laughs> blame Thropple. COVID. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to blame COVID for all my mistakes for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, got the long haul COVID fog. All <laughs> right. Um, so meanwhile, the guys at the, the party or the after, yeah, the after party is kind of settling down. Is it the party or is it the after party? Well, or after is it the, the party, hotel the lobby? after party. Oh, hashtag canceled. <laughs> canceled. Yeah. Um, Let me tell so- you, you want to get some glares from like Zillennials? Uh, try to play some R. Kelly because you really like the song Ignition Remix. That wedding. guy is canceled a hundred percent. That that gentleman is canceled. Yes. Which like um, in my in my head I get, but my heart still really likes that song. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing to walk. Well, speaking of things you can't be, Martin says to somebody I don't even know who. There's three things you can't be. You can't be prideful. You can't be insecure. And then he really seemed like he didn't have a third. And he's like. <laughs> Uh, you can't be jealous. It was like, uh, was that Rick Scott or Rick Perry? Who was that? Who like, couldn't remember the third agency in the debate and was like, oh, I forgot the third one. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Oh, 2016, uh, political reference. Everybody loves those. Um, all right. So Chris says that <clears throat> I'd still like to think I'm in the back of her mind. You are not, mm. but also it's like, Maybe you are, but in the way of a like annoying gnat that like just keeps coming around. Sure. Right. Like a gnawing presence in the back of her mind. But honestly, I don't even think he's in the back of her mind that way. Like she's talking to all these other guys, having good conversations. Like I could honestly see forgetting Chris was at this after party. She maybe thought he had already gone to the hotel lobby. Well, because he hasn't talked to her. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I mean. I do not think she's in the back of, of he's in the back of her mind. Yeah. Okay, so we got Nate on his one-on-one, right? Oh, did we say that Clayton got the group date rose? Sorry. He did not. Yeah. Clayton got the group date rose. Okay. And then Chris just kind of bitches a little bit more. Right, well, that's when he's moving his mouth around all mealy-mouthed. Yes, and And they're uh, like, Chris, why are you smacking your lip? Right, you're clearly upset. You're smacking your lips. I'm wearing lip smackers. Dr. Pepper flavor. All right. Nate gets to go out on the lake with Michelle on his one-on-one. She tells him we're in a no-wake zone. I tell you who hates a no-wake zone is Ryan Weber. It's true. I have that in my notes. This is the thing you're always (laughs) telling me not to do, which is make a wake in the It's a no. I feel like you don't drive the boat fast anyway. And then we get in a no-wake zone and you're like, it's time to gun it. Also, did you feel that they had our exact pontoon boat? Yes. Like it was even the room. Theirs was nicer and had not been eaten through by a mouse. Right. Sure. That mouse that was living on our pontoon boat one time when we came Lake, yeah. I'm your new mouse friend. 
Fancy a spin on the lake. Captain Paws here. (laughs) I ate through all of your life jacket. (laughs) Which, gang, it turns out when you have a mouse living on your boat and it eats through all the, like, standard issue life jackets you have, that it was just a bunch of newspaper in there. Like, I don't know what. uh, (laughs) He made himself a little little nest. Yeah, it looks real cozy, but I was a little unsettled that they had just stuffed like a bunch of old family circus cartoons into those life jackets. <laughs> Not um, me. This one-on-one is important because she says it's actually going to turn into a group date. He gets to meet her besties. Yeah, a couple of besties hop on the old tune. We were uh, trying different things. We were smoking funny things. <laughs> <laughs> then they were all making love out on the lake to their favorite all song. summer long yeah all summer long yeah so her dream i mean again this is the land of ten thousand lakes so obviously yeah. they're big lake people beautiful the date the date card says that she's looking for a man that can dive a little deeper nate specifically says let's dive in a little deeper like that was the metaphor from the date card buddy like can you not <laughs> no. uh at least push it a little bit also uh, I don't know if this is just a Louisiana lake thing, but you never dive into a lake. You could right. break your neck on a tree stump. No, that is not a Louisiana thing. You okay. should not, gang. You should not dive into a lake. Yeah, that is a ever. Because there yeah. could be a there could be a cypress knob down there. Take it from the guy who went or to a gator. public events in a week and got COVID. <laughs> Take this safety advice from we him. We are turning this into a public safety advocacy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, every week, you know, they built those into the old Adam West show. They would show Batman show. They would show like different public safety things in the middle randomly. We should start doing that. Like, yeah, just that's very number clearly. one for this episode. Don't yeah. dive into lakes, no matter what Nate tells you. <laughs> It's like an old G.I. Joe cartoon. All right. All right. Um, the friends really like Nate. Um, they said that they're worried about guys that aren't there for the right reasons. You might say yes. that they're for the wrong reasons. And they do. And in fact, they ask him if anyone is there for the wrong reasons. And, and I feel he, like he answers it diplomatically. That was the exact word that I was going to use. It was a Jinx. diplomatic answer. Buy me well, a Coke. I didn't actually say it. So I don't owe you a Coke. But um yeah, so he they really like pepper him with questions. Um, they do, but uh, he handles it well. He grace under fire, uh, and he handles it well. Uh, and she even opens up a little bit and talks about a moment where he walked away that she kind of got choked up, which I think is kind of how you feel every time I leave a room too. I'm so like, oh, uh, makes me want to cry. Right, but not because I'm not there anymore. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, um, tears of happiness. Yes. Can we talk um, about how they were twinning on the night date? Yeah, we we must. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. They're That's both wearing white button-down shirts. Mm-mm, no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, just <laughs> that. that. Just, just, I just, okay, yeah, I that's know. all. I, <laughs> I didn't that's know obviously the more. most important part of the night date. Well, um, I just thought there might be a, a more layers to it, but nope. there weren't. There were just one layer. That's it. Um, She asks, like, what he needs in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And he says that he needs somebody that's going to call him out on his bullshit, which I feel like is actually a brave answer because that implies that you have a lot of bullshit that needs to be called out. It's true. It's also what Ron Swanson says about his terrible, toxic ex-wife. Terry. It's like, uh, yeah. Tammy. Tammy. Tammy one is like, she calls me out on my bullshit. Doesn't every guy need that? And like, it's like a clear joke. That's like, this guy is in a toxic relationship. (laughs) Like he treats like it's positive. Well, I'll also say, I mean, his answers like made me a little nervous because he was like, I need to be in a relationship that's fun. Like I'm just a big kid. Yeah. And I do feel like that's, I get it, but I'm also like, yeah, but relationships don't always stay fun. And like, I don't. Who wants to date a big kid? Like not Sally Field and Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, that's just it. People might want to date a big kid. Who wants to raise children with a big well, kid? Well, like you want to have fun with a big kid, but do you really want to like be in a serious relationship with a big kid? Or moreover, do you want to have sex with a big kid? I got a scenario for <laughs> Probably you. Probably not. It's Tom Hanks as an 11 year old disguised <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> Having sex with you in his bunk yeah. beds. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're jumping on a trampoline with him. Right. And then boning. 
suddenly and, he's touching your boob and it's very clear that he's yeah unbeknownst to you so. he's a big kid yeah <laughs> that's the movie big guys right <laughs> An 11-year-old boning. Yeah. Here's another public safety announcement. Don't have sex with a kid that's disguised as an adult. <laughs> and in fact, you should ask that before every Tinder hookup. Are, like, you, are you actually, actually a, are you a kid? <laughs> <laughs> are you an 11-year-old disguised as a grown-up because you made a wish on a genie And machine? you'd be shocked by how often the answer is yes. Scientists say up to 20% of people on Tinder are really 11-year-olds disguised as grown-ups. <laughs> it's a very common problem. Public service uh, announcement number two. Okay, can we talk about this like mysterious ailment that Michelle yeah. got from her bad yeah. relationship that somehow got so serious that she needed to put a food bag in? Like, is that how sickness works? I mean, again, I don't know. It's there's a lot of psychosomatic stuff that can happen. So I am not qualified to speak to her. Well, I was like, is she saying that she like became so anxious and unhappy that it developed into an eating disorder? Like, I I just I don't feel like if I'm uh, and I'm again, I'm not out here to judge, but you're in a bad relationship and that makes you unable to keep food down for three for three years. I, well, I don't think the illness was for three years. The relationship um, was three But I, I mean, again, whatever happened, the guy left and she felt better. Well, so, she said I the mean, doctors spent months and months searching for answers. I, I don't know. That, that part of the date, I'll just say, was a little strange to me. It's strange. But again, first of all, I have no information on which I could question it. And I believe sure. that that kind of thing could happen. That a stranger things have happened. Sometimes well, I... fuck a kid because you think it's an adult. They got turned into an adult by a magic <laughs> wizard. <laughs> um, I think a toxic relationship can make you sick. I don't. I know agree what with that. Here. I, de- I yeah. definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think it was just the like exact physical manifestation that I was like, that's that seems like a lot. Um, yeah. But you know what else is a lot? When Chris S. comes to interrupt your date. Yeah, that is a lot. So, I mean, again, obviously the producers were like, yeah, they're here. Go find them. Um, and I feel like they never get mad at the producers on cameras. Like, hey, you don't tell the other guys where I'm going, please, because I don't want that. But uh, yeah, he just walks in and somehow thinks this is a good idea. I really don't. Yeah. He's lost it at this point. Well, I had in my notes too, like every now and then we do get one of these interruptions where you're like, eh, like this could play out either way. This could be seen as like a good thing by the lead. You know, like, I'm glad you took the time to come talk to me. Like fucking right. Katie's guy, whatever his name is. I can't even remember now. Blake. You're nothing to me. Yeah. Blake. He did that with Claire. I remember um, and maybe with Katie too. But I'm surprised you didn't this, just burst in on Michelle's yeah, too. He's gonna do it when Clayton is the bachelor, too. It's um, his MO. I agree though with this. I was just like, oh man, this guy's walking into his funeral. Yeah, well, and you see Michelle's face when he walks in, and when he saw her face, he should have been like, I'm oh, out. Nope. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. See, I'll, I'll see myself <laughs> out. This is the wrong building. I was, I meant to be in my hotel room. Right. Where we're definitely staying. We're staying in a hotel. Is yeah. this room 260 at the Minneapolis <laughs> Red River? <Red> Whoops. <laughs> at the La Quinta? Yeah, they're staying in an actual La Quinta now. Um, yeah. He basically just kind of tries to make her feel bad. He's like, I right. warned you. I didn't want you to make the wrong decision. And I didn't understand why you put on a fake smile at the group date if you were, um, you know, mad at me for speaking my mind. And she basically is like, look, she said, you spoke for me. She said, I can speak for myself. And I want Mm -hmm. a man who's going to stand and support me when I speak and not a man who's going to speak for me. Yeah. boom. Uh, She says, I'm empowered when I can speak for myself. And then she's like. It's not progressing. We're not on the Mm -hmm. same page. I need to walk you out. Yeah, good. Send him home. Yeah, I wonder, did they make him pack his stuff before he did this? Like They just nailed it. They gave it to him in a plastic bag. 
they gave it to him in a box like when you get fired from your office and like yeah they're like we took the liberty of packing this up for you that would be an interesting thing though if i guess they really wanted him to do this for the drama but it would be interesting if they're like all right we'll tell you where michelle is but pack your stuff like let's, might you want to roll that dice let's yeah, right like here's guy. here's the risk let's see but they they by the way we also it. have this revolver that we want you to uh <laughs> Russian roulette with oh uh, all right uh she gives nate the rose they yeah. make out by fireworks Some fireworks yeah nate says i uh, when he sees the fireworks it's literally how i feel inside it's not, you probably want to see a doctor if that's literally how you feel inside. We, that does remind me, I wanted to give one more shout out if I okay. can pull it up. We had a message that was about uh, the word literally. Let's oh, see. Good. From Robin Moo. It was well, which from, Robin at this point. Right. What? How many Robins can we have? We can pit the Robins against each other. Like issue a research challenge and just like whichever Robin gets to it first, you're the one who gets the cookies this week. Yeah, it's like a it's like a game. It's like game the amazing race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, an amazing race, all right. This is from Laura and Laura. I'm sorry, I didn't even respond. Um, this on Sunday, she said she missed seeing uh, the podcast pop up, but she sent us a video that's a. Uh, an applied linguistics guy and it is about the it's making a case for using the word literally in a figurative manner she says i'd be really interested in hearing your opinion on the video since i have long shared your belief that most of the world is using literally incorrectly laura we will watch this video and we will let you know yes i am going to go ahead without watching the video mansplain the whole thing based on perfect here to be the con the content of the video uh my assumption is that the gentleman in the video is working off of a descriptivist linguistic position which is however people use a word and agree upon its usage is what it means um which is a valid position um the other a prescriptivist linguistics position is that this is what the word means Sorry, so, I just fell asleep. Yeah, no, it's fine. So did the listener. Someone just drove off the road listening to this in their car. Um, so that I'm guessing that that is the conflict at play. The gentleman is probably a descriptivist, which is scientifically a valid position. The gentleman is a descriptionist. <laughs> <laughs> I've known some descriptivists in my day. Yes. Okay. Can we move on? Yeah. Cocktail she party. Asked our opinion on the video that I haven't. Well, seen. you haven't I've even watched it. it. You haven't <laughs> watched the video. I'll watch. Forward me the video, and I'll watch it. I'm pretty sure I'm right. It'll confirm everything I just said. That's right. Um. Yeah. All right. She and Rick dance by a piano player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rodney uh, makes a nice little speech about it being the greatest group of guys he's ever been involved with. Olu goes a little darker and says, "We're at a point where no one is safe." Well, the three guys with the roses are safe for right now. Yeah, I mean, still, yeah. yeah. And also just from like maybe an assassin. Well, yeah. Yeah. A, a shark. <laughs> a meteor. <laughs> no one is safe from this or, or anything. Anything. Yeah. From COVID, Olu, let me tell you, no one is safe. It's like you can't go to five giant group functions these days and expect not to get COVID. I thought this pandemic was over. Joe Biden told me this was over on July 4th. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Biden. Thanks you know for what? ruining my beach vacation, Biden. You know what? Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he doesn't mean it, y'all. He doesn't mean it. Um. All right. She takes Rodney up on the roof and they kind of yell together. Yeah. He and Martin have like an awkward conversation. I feel like Martin is not long for this world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Martin's got to get back to his boy band anyway. He's like trying to explain why girls in Miami are high maintenance. No, no, this is Rodney. No, that's Martin. It's Martin. Oh, okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. Rodney is the Apple guy. Okay. He's always like, I'm not the the smartest in the room. We're like, we're get it, Rodney. Okay, right, right. Rodney's the guy. Martin is the boy band guy. Is the boy band guy. Okay, And Martin lives in Miami and says that girls expect guys to do absolutely everything for them. 
she he doesn't want a high maintenance yeah and i this is why i think that michelle doesn't like martin because i actually don't think that martin was doing anything that was like egregious i felt like michelle was very quick to be like what do you mean by that like i just don't think she likes him that much so i think she's looking for like things to disagree with him on versus like things to agree you think she might not have given the same response to Joe? well if you recall last week in the episode that we didn't record she like martin kind of gave her a little pushback about her cutting what's his face yes right and so i feel like he was already a little bit on her shit list where she yeah yeah what do you mean by that martin yeah well, that was a big mistake. We didn't talk about that. But he's like, I like, what was it? Jamie? Is that who? Jamie. She yeah. Cut? And he was like, I think he's a good dude. I believe he's it's like, pronounced Jafar. He's like, I think he's a good dude. He's like, shut up, man. Like, what like why would you? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I feel like Martin does that thing where he's like, we don't have to agree on everything. And it's like, no, you don't have to. But at this point, like, it's a, you're playing a risky little right. game, Martin. Right. And well, and also, so- me, sir, you are not handsome enough to get away with that. <laughs> yeah well and so he says like he doesn't want a high maintenance woman which you can mean a lot of things by and some of them are fine but the way he describes is like women these days like he's sinbad they want you to do things for them right yeah and he's like like, nobody like no woman expects that from a man like i I don't know he tries to make it like a feminist argument and i'm like oh martin it didn't it didn't come across that way at all though yeah it comes across as you know women expect men to take care of them because he's like it doesn't like respect their power as a woman to be fair uh, he does tell one of the guys later i don't think she necessarily understood what i was trying to say that's correct martin i actually have in my notes no she did so i think we disagreed on uh well then he says i think it might have been a miscommunication on her end I'm pretty sure that's wrong. No. Is it Martin? Yeah. Uh, but to Martin's credit, he does get a rose uh, over Casey. Are we ready for roses? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Roses go to Rick, Olu, Brandon, Martin, and Rodney. Yeah. R.I.P. Casey. Yeah. One of the dudes basically says he's like, keep in touch or like something like uh, I know but it was like what you write in like a seventh grade yearbook oh I'm the clown that came to town to sign your bachelor yearbook upside down oh man all right well gang we're happy to be back hopefully next week I will be fully recovered and you will not have gotten COVID in the interim though we can just record in person because this was we can we unless I get it and then we're fine but I'm immune Oh, right. So we can record yeah. in person no matter what. For no our matter what, we'll be extravaganza. back. We'll be back face to face. All right, gang. It'll be like the audio version of my famous green bean casserole. If the audience for everyone. Uh, blame Zoom and Ryan. Yeah, and me. All right, gang. We'll see you next week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.